Welcome to the Better Call Daddy Show. This is Big Daddy. Oh my God, that's hysterical. More stories you are not going to believe. And advice that you didn't know that you needed. Five stars. Five and a half stars. We're creating a legacy one call at a time. Here comes my daddy. Your problem is, is that you like me. My dad is my hero. Always be there to take your call, and you'll never be in too much trouble if your dad is around. Oh, boy. I think I'm a pretty cool dude. Better call daddy. The safe space for controversy. This is your host, Rena Friedman-Watts. No, this is your host, Celia Watts. More inspirational stories, more daddy drama, and more laughs. Hey, a lot of these things, I don't know where you're getting them from. It sounds like they're coming from when I look in the mirrors. Damn the public. Damn the public. (laughs) No mountain is too high for today's guest, Lily Brash. She came on the Better Call Daddy show about a year ago, and it was her first podcast. Since then, she's breaking world records, speaking on national stages, and starring in her own documentary. Lily Brash absolutely inspires me every day. And I'm so glad that she was one of my last interviews in Chicago. Lily, welcome. You have to be so careful with what you say and how you say it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like every single person has a story, has a struggle, and they deserve to be heard. And that's what you do for people. You let them be heard. You encourage them to share. It's it's so special that I've met you. Oh, I feel like it's helped me so much, too. You know, the more people that open up to you and that share with you in that kind of way, it changes your life forever. Yeah. It really does. Okay. So let's talk about, yeah, 22 years ago. You were starting with oh, that. Thank you for remembering. Yeah. So I liked it. So 22 years ago is when it started. It's when my parents decided the same thing I'm talking about now. They decided that regardless, they were told she will not live past two when I was born. It started with my failure to scream as a baby because mm. I was so weak. And then they were told I will not live past two. And my dad's a doctor, and he has mad respect for doctors. But when he heard those words, he decided that there still was that chance, that percent of unknown. And because he was able to understand that, is a reason I live here strong today. He did not, and my mother too, accept that fate. And he did whatever he could with my mother to make sure I was walking, breathing, eating. And now, 22 years later, I'm here living. God bless your parents. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. They really took that that bad news and they said, you know what? This isn't the absolute truth. While it's most likely, you know, the reality, it might not be the truth. And that chance they took is why I'm here. And so I've learned from that to implement it into my life that we don't know. And as long as we're living, we have an obligation to serve our purpose to the fullest, to be the best version of ourselves and fight until our last breath. I love Born to Prove. Thank you. I love the concept of that. That is such a beautiful message. Thank you very much. It's it's helped me also understand a lot of the documentary dies strong. You'll see periods where I struggle throughout this four or five months of filming. And that's only four to five months of my life. But that tells my story. It's ups and downs. And my biggest struggle was knowing why in my life I was predicted to die. I was predicted to never walk. It's like I'm constantly fighting these terrible odds against me. So throughout the documentary, you'll see that struggle and you'll see the lessons I've learned, which have led me to create Born to Proof because I've learned that regardless of each of our stories, regardless of each of our struggles, every single one of us here 
was born for a purpose and born to prove. Oh my God, I need that message. And I think so many people need that message. I mean, God, I even ask God sometimes, like, why did right. you make me? Right. Why am I here? Why am I having these struggles? Like, I literally ask God right. that. Do you? Oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> and I'm so happy you shared that with me because you know how important that is for people to know they're not alone in that. We struggle so much all the time, every single one of us. I am no different because I have a disability. We are actually the same. That's my message. Oh, I love that so much. Just on like a fun level, yes. creating content, because you're really good at it. What is the hardest part for you in creating content other than like confidence and like worried about your hair and like <laughs> being, you know, like shot on the right side or whatever, but kind of what have you learned along the way? Like, what did you think it was going to be like versus what is it really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very fun question because <laughs> I was not into content creating or hmm. filming until like recently. Like maybe a year ago it's like the perfect way to share a story it's the perfect way to connect with people social media while has its negatives has incredible positives let's focus on those positives number one being your podcast you can share it you can reach people from around the world in seconds mm. with a positive message whether that be body positivity disability inclusivity yeah hey that rhymed i like that <laughs> But during the production of Die Strong, I filmed a large percent of that on my own with my cell phone camera. And you'll see that. I also even had a real camera. I don't know the name of it, but I filmed a lot of that on my own. So it was such a process, a learning process and an experience to anytime I was feeling an emotion or a fear for the competition, I'd pull out my phone and I'd film myself expressing that fear and some habits I would to get over. I love that. So in regards to what you were just saying, I've actually never done a solo episode, which is I've never taken that moment to stop, reflect on how I'm feeling and just talk to the camera. Like for me, it's so much easier to have a back and uh -huh. forth. And I'm even like, how would you do a solo episode good? What would my audience like want me to talk about for five, 10, 15 minutes? or in a reflective segment. So how did you start just talking to the camera and being raw and being comfortable doing that? That's really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I do encourage you to do so because you mean an episode of yourself speaking, right? Yeah. I do encourage that because when you're ready, sharing your story will connect with your audience. You know, they'll feel related to, they'll feel like, hey, Rena also struggles. This is her podcast. I want to be a part of it. I want to share my story. But how did I become comfortable with it? I just, filming myself and my story and my struggles throughout has become my safety. So like, if I fall, right? I'll share a quick story. I went out with my mother for breakfast one time throughout the filming of Die Strong. And we got up to leave. And I, for whatever reason, maybe I was weak or I tripped, but I fell in the middle of the restaurant. And as confident as I get, as sure of myself as I get, I still struggle with that. I struggle with feeling everyone's concern, everyone's fear, everyone's pity, because I wonder why do they stare? I wonder that all the time and I contemplate. I think, well, they're trying to help. Well, they're trying to understand. Well, they're curious. So what I do now is I'll, and throughout the documentary, I'll pull out my phone and I'll start talking about that concept. I'll talk about how I feel. If I need to cry, I'll cry. But now instead of questioning my worth or questioning why do I exist just to fall in front of people, I'll pull out my camera and I'll share an experience because I hope that in the documentary, this experience 
will reach another child who's suffering. So it helps me know my purpose. Wow, that's really beautiful. Yeah, in our last interview together, you mentioned that that was one of your biggest fears even as a child was being in school and being concerned that you would fall. Yeah. That's interesting that that has continued to be something that you struggle with. Yeah, it's continued, but the struggle I find is now for different reasons. I no longer feel embarrassed. I would like to say, I don't know for sure, but when I'm falling, I more so feel angry. I say, why is my condition so unknown that people have to stare and wonder? I don't blame them, but I just hope that through my documentary, this can open their eyes so that the next time I fall, they say, oh, she has a muscle disease. Let's help her up. And it's not some big shock. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Because it's just me. It's just the way I was born. I love it. Can't everyone else love it? Why do people need to be so unaware, so shocked? And I realized it's because they just don't know. Yeah. So Die Strong is to help people know. That's what it's for. That's so great. Wow. So what's next for you? So next, after Die Strong, we actually have a second documentary, The Mountain Climb. Yeah, I climbed what was my Everest. So that'll be in the works. We're really excited for that. And while Die Strong was about overcoming my mental barriers, my mental strength, now in my Everest, where I climb Camelback Mountain, my physical barriers are overcome. I take the strength of my mentality and I use my physical strength with an entire team to climb up that mountain. Yeah, you know, I would like to talk a little bit about that adventure. That was a one day thing, right? Yes, but months of preparation. Ooh, let's talk about that. Okay, so again, my manager, you know, is full of genius ideas. He cannot go minutes without just some incredible new idea. I agree. Very, very cool guy. He calls me up. Okay, Lily, you competed in a competition. Now you're going to climb a mountain. This time, I didn't feel so worried. I just felt, yes, let's do it. I felt so excited. So I felt very excited for the climb. And it took months and months of preparation with Tom Jones, who you know. Yes. Oh, my God. Tom Jones is a remarkable human. Shout out to Tom Jones. He's also been on my show. Got to catch that episode. Oh my gosh, watch that episode. Tell me what you know about Tom Jones. My experience with him, so the first time I met him, uh, my manager introduced me to him. Instantly, I was like, Tony, I need to work with him. I will do whatever it takes. I have been looking for someone with his mentality to mentor me my entire life. Oh, wow. That's amazing you felt that way. Mm -hmm. Instantly. The second I told him, hey, I have muscular dystrophy. I want to climb a mountain. He said to me, okay, when are we getting to the top? No, how are you going to do this? No, well, that's going to be hard. Lily, let's set our goal. Let's do it. Yes, that is such a good message right there. And that's what I'm trying to show people. Do not pity me. Do not pity the next person. Encourage them to be their strongest self, the way Tom Jones does. And we trained mentally. I went through his program for three months about, and we're going to continue on where we review methods of mental strength and practices that you must implement into your daily life so that you can be the strongest version of yourself. So while my muscles cannot get stronger, my mind can. And with Tom Jones, he has taken me to the next level. That is so cool. And a little bit of background on Tom Jones. This guy was a combat veteran. He was an MMA fighter. He's run ultra marathons. This guy is competitive. I mean, he's broken records also. And now so have you. When you surround yourself by people that are like, okay, let's set a goal and we're doing that. 100%. It happens. It is such a blessing to be able to work with him. It's incredible to me. 
someone who was predicted to never walk is now working with this incredible mind and human to get up a mountain. Mm. And that journey, that entire journey is documented. So I hope it'll help others. Did it feel spiritual at all? 100%. It always does because you're, you're working with people that are breaking barriers, mm. both mental and physical, who are defeating the odds, who are not taking no for an answer. You need to feel safe and as though you have a greater power watching over you, who believes in you, who will help you to the next level because you're not going to get it. You're not going to get all of that support in a physical sense. You need to really believe in something greater and something special to actually see change. Ooh, I love that so much. That's really powerful. And it's true. If you just accept what's been given to you, you'll never right. reach higher ground. Right. Despite fear, despite nerves, keep going. Always keep going. Even this conversation right now, like when I called you, you're like, oh, yep, we're doing that. Right. Like you didn't even think about it. I try never, I try never to say no, just keep going and the opportunities you're offering, the support you're giving me, I'd be crazy to say no. You're just, and because I didn't, look, we have this incredible friendship and I hope it lasts for years. Me too. Okay. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about when you got to the mountain. What happened when you got to the mountain? Okay. So I told you how I was training. I was doing everything I could physically, mentally, consistently training. You cannot slack, especially when you have a muscle disadvantage. You don't miss the gym. You don't miss your mental training. I was nervous, but the night before I spoke with Tom Jones, he said, Lily, easy day. Sock it up, buttercup. We're getting up that mountain. I woke up the next morning ready, more ready than ever before. I was, this is my purpose. I'm doing this to show others that despite my muscle disease, I will keep going. So I get there and it's just upward slopes and I'm pulling my sister to help me up. And about 15 minutes in, I look up and I see like 10 to 15 feet of literal boulders, like huge boulders going up. But you know what? In the moment, I didn't feel nervous. Everyone else looked at me, they're like, Lily, those are literal boulders. And to say the least, with one person around one leg, the next person around the other, and someone hoisting me up, we made it up those boulders. Wow. What did that feel like? I mean, what was going through your mind then? What was going through my mind was, I need to make it to the top. I need to. I put all this effort in. I made it up 10 feet of boulders. I'm looking at the next 10 feet of boulders, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what you have to say, what you have to say. I am making it to the top. We're about like another hour in. There's another set of huge boulders. Nothing like I imagined. People are sweating. We're running out of drinks. And I'm still like, I don't care. We're making it to the top. And I stopped for a moment and I said, Lily, why are you doing that? I said, are you going to put all these people in additional harm just to make it to the top? I wondered about it. And I said, yes, I mean, I still want to make it to the top. I still need to. I even got upset. I got physically upset. You'll see it in the documentary. I started lashing out at people because I wanted to make it to the top and I could see the top. We were so close. And I won't say exactly what ended up happening, but I will say it was a journey. And I learned incredible things about myself, my mind, teamwork, and whatever the result of that mountain climb was. And my Everest will display it beautifully. But whatever the result was, it's a, it's a message for everyone. Oh, that's so good. You got to tune in to find out. <laughs> that's basically what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that is so incredible. I love that. 
I want to be there for the next one. Oh my gosh, can you? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, but you want to know what the next one is? Yeah. Okay, Tony isn't actually a three yet, but I want to jump out of a plane. Oh my God, that would be my ultimate fear right there. You're coming with me. Oh my God. You know what's so funny? People are like, okay, you made a video for 5,000 downloads. You made a video for 10,000. I stopped doing them every like, so, you know, like, like, okay, you know, I hit some milestones or whatever, but they were like, 100,000 downloads? You should totally jump out of a plane. I'm like, that would terrify me. Oh my God, I am so afraid of heights. Are you afraid of heights at all? Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Oh my God, whoa. I, I hope it shows mental strength to do it, so we'll see. You're gonna do that? God. I've decided. I mean, I don't have everyone's approval yet, but I have mine, so. I wonder at what point you stop feeling like you're falling, you know? Like, you're okay, <laughs> the parachute went off, like we're, you know, like. Probably when the parachute, <laughs> do you think so? Probably when you hit the ground. I've done that crazy ride at like Six Flags. I don't do those. Where you pull the string and you swing through the air. I did that with my sister, actually. If I hadn't done it with my sister, there's no way I would have pulled the ripcord. So right. you get on this like pad where you guys are strapped together and then they pull you like 300 feet in the air or something. And then when you get at the top, you have to pull the cord. She pulled it. Had she not pulled it, I probably would have been stuck up there for hours. You have to pull it? Yes. My sister's like, you know, woo! And I'm like nail marks in my hands, you know, totally screaming. I think the entire park heard me and I would not do that again. I mean, truthfully, Can it was we do so that? scary. I'm, let's do the plane jump together. Oh my God, that would be so hard for me to agree to, but let's I kind of want to if you're doing it. Let's oh my God, it. whoa, that would be crazy. Let's do it. Well, we'll catch up about it. I have to get Tony to agree and my dad, but other than that. I have to get my dad to agree. Better call daddy. <laughs> How much your dad doing? He's good. He's good. He's still hanging with me. I mean, we've been doing this now for a couple of years. I mean, can you imagine? You guys are amazing. Love it. You also have such a beautiful relationship with your dad. Mm -hmm. I think we're really lucky. Oh, yeah. You know, girls that have a good relationship with their dad, like... So special. It is really, really special. And I really honestly think that every girl wants that. Oh, for sure. How could they not? Even the ones that don't have it, I feel like are able to see beauty in what I have with my dad and they want to know more about that. So I've right. even had people that have daddy issues want to share their story because they want my dad's reflection on how to be a good dad. He becomes everyone's dad in a sense. Ooh, I love that. It's very beautiful. I love that you said that. People don't always get advice from their dad and your dad is there giving advice on everyone's story. And another thing that has kind of evolved from the show is that he's bringing that intergenerational piece. Like True. people's families now live so far away from them and they don't have, I mean, I grew up with all four of my grandparents. And so I've even had my grandmother on the show. I bring my kids into the show and I want to bring that intergenerational wisdom back. Like I think that we still need that. And I think they bring such a different perspective that we still need. Right. For sure. And now it's all documented. Very important. For my kids who may not get to know my dad in the same way, they can look back at this time capsule that I've created and know how my dad feels yeah. about all of these different stories. Yeah. Also, this podcast that you've created, it takes risk. It takes courage and it takes continuous effort. Like I'm sure there are days where you're like, how can I keep doing this? 
It takes work. Good for you and your dad's support. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you know, there have been many days where I'm like, why am I doing this? And then things happen where even today, you know, an editor was supposed to come and I wanted to potentially like add a person to the team or I forget to calendar something. I'm a mom of four, so I'm just right. pulled in so many different directions. And But you're a risk taker and that's what's going to bring you to the next level. And then you'll get a new story or, or you'll get somebody who reaches out to you. Like I had this guy reach out to me and he's like, hey, I saw that you covered the Oscar Stewart story, who you got to meet, actually. That was our first time meeting. That was so much fun. Like, not fun, but it was such a fun experience to be able to be included in it. I was so nervous, by the way. And actually having you there, having my daughter there, like, put me at ease. And this kid reached out to me. He said, I'm, I'm doing my 10th grade project on the Oscar Stewart Poway shooting. I feel like the Pittsburgh shooting got a lot more coverage and I want to bring awareness to what happened in Poway, California. And would you be willing to be interviewed for 10 or 15 minutes? That truthfully, again, like made what I'm doing worth it. Like we, you can get a message like that from a total stranger, mm -hmm. you know, I know exactly what you're saying. It helped them in some kind of way. That is really the motivation to yeah. want to keep doing it. It really is. 100%. I was on the mountain and this woman came up to me and she said she had huge tears in her eyes. And she said, I don't know your story, but I see it because she saw me up. She said, you are the reason someone is going to go on today. And that makes it worth it. The vulnerability, the struggle, the pain, even living with the disease. I'm happy with it. My purpose is to use what I've learned to help others. That was powerful. Wow. You are the reason I'm going to go on today. Yeah. Now, let's switch it over to Grandpa. Wow. Lily asked herself questions like I asked myself. Well, what is life's mission, Lily? And what Lily would tell you is that it's the opportunity to breathe and to be the best that you can be and to climb every mountain or every challenge that's in front of you. Look how brave her parents are. That most experts, again, would say, this life isn't worth it. It's going to be too hard. Maybe uh, she'll live a month or two, maybe a year or two, handicapped. And then she says that handicapped is all a state of the mind. Her mind can still develop and grow. She worked on developing her muscles the best that she can. She took what cards she was dealt and said, hey, my mission in life is still to be the best person that I can be. And that mission is everyone's mission. No matter how you get started in this world, no matter what adversities you have to overcome, the mission is the same for all of us. It's to climb every mountain. But what's interesting is that you don't have to necessarily accomplish the biggest of heights. It's the journey, baby. It's taking a shot at it. It's participating. It's going for it. All of us want to win. All of us want to accomplish. But it's not necessarily an achievement has to be ascertained in order to call it a victory. That's what's so amazing about this episode is that everything that she does, depending on the way you interpret it, is a victory. But what we all think of having the most money or winning the fastest race or hitting the most home run, not really what life's about. Not really what it's about. It's about the journey of doing and improving and doing the best that you can and being able to face all challenges and be appreciative of just having the opportunity. Man, I think she got you fired up. She did. What Lily has accomplished is incredible. From climbing mountains to documentaries to now speaking on stages. I mean, we were the first podcast that she was on and look what she has accomplished in such a short time. 
Oh, that's the point. She continually strives, as I said before, to be the best that she can be, but also to be a messenger. And as I've talked to you before, God moves in mysterious ways and sometimes where we don't understand all of his moves. But he's trying to give you a message that no matter how you get started, you're here to do the very best that you can do. You are here to actually try to make the best choices and develop yourself the best way that you can, no matter what. And there are no excuses of, ooh, poor me, or, and isn't that what she's telling you, is that she wants to be looked at as not a poor me, but look at me as anyone else striving to be the best that I can be, get off the couch, and you be the best that you can be. And uh, that's what it's really all about. It's all about trying to progress with the gift of time and life that we have. And look how precious life is and how resilient one can be if they really set their mind to it, that no life is worthless. It all has value. And uh, some of us need to be reminded of that blessing or that lesson all the time. Me. Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy Show. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Better Call Daddy Show, please feel free to review it at ratethispodcast.com slash bettercalldaddy. Add Better Call Daddy Podcast on IG at Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn.com. 